Blog Talk Radio. Body, Spirit, You on Blog Talk Radio. This show is a collaboration between five women and spirit or universe, all brought to you by www.mindbodyspiritu.com. That's the letter U. There are weekly shows on Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, two Wednesdays a month at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and two Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time covering topics about all things healing, spiritual, metaphysical and we even throw in a bit of science. Many of our shows include time for you to ask for assistance on your journey and you will be able to experience some amazing healing modalities and receive guidance, authentic spiritual guidance, right here, right now. Many are aware of the quickly changing perspectives about our mind, bodies, and spirit. And that's exactly what we are here to discuss. So please join us in the spiral of life, and together we will learn, grow, and heal. Now let's get started with today's show. Hi everybody and welcome to Mind, Body, Spirit, You here on Blog Talk Radio. I am the host tonight. My name is Tracy Liebman and I am joined by author Shauna Holm. Hi Shauna. Hey Tracy. I'm really glad to have you here and I will just let everybody know if they're listening live, if they'd like to join me in the chat room, they can ask questions and I can pass them along. And if you're listening um, archived, if you would like to contact Shauna or myself, you can find us both on Facebook and also, um, of course, online. And Shauna's website is her name, which I will spell now, is S H O N. A G H H O M E dot com. And I think that I will do my usual thing that I do, which is when I interview people, I kind of prefer to ask you to tell us your most up to date info on, you know, what's what's brought you here. And when, of course we're going to talk a lot about your book. Um and I'm, an ex- I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. I enjoyed reading it. But let's just give the listeners who are not yet aware of who you are a little bit of information about what you do. So sure. will you share with us? Yes, of course. Thanks, Tracy. Yeah, so mm-hmm. my name is Shauna Holm, and I live in the Pacific Northwest. And for the past, oh, probably almost eight years now, I have been on a very um, focused shamanic path. 
and I have been uh, writing and teaching mainly to women. That's about to branch out now. I'm going to be working with uh, veterans, war veterans with PTSD. Uh, we have a beautiful immersion planned for them this summer up in the Olympic rainforest. Uh, but in the meantime, I have been working uh, primarily with women, and my work focuses on the uh, divine feminine mystery teachings, and so uh, working a lot with the technology, I call it the technology of the body, and the technology of nature. And so I'm very, very connected to nature and the nature realms, the nature nature spirits, um, and, and, and as a woman to the whole womb matrix, which is a very powerful uh, place within us uh, that we can access a tremendous amount of, of wisdom and personal power. And I always joke that the only technology that I really sort of get is the nature technology. And this is something that as a society we have, for the most part, been completely divorced from, right? I mean, we have kids that just don't even play outside anymore, right? They're just playing on these little machines inside, Mm -hmm. staring into a screen. And that's not what we came here to do. That's not what we're all about. And, uh, And I'm a very intrepid seeker <laughs> to say the least i'm a voracious seeker and so my the past year and a half i've been delving very deeply into uh plant what i call plant spirit medicine and so before that i i wrote a book called Eshell Wisdom, Seven Teachings from the Mayan Sacred Feminine, and Tracy, you interviewed me about that book, and that is a beautiful book. I I think of it as a love letter to women. And so it is a series of transmissions that I received from the Mayan uh, cosmic mother, Eshell, because I've spent a fair amount of time uh, down in the Yucatan, working with a beautiful shaman teacher there, Miguel Angel Vergara, and had some really beautiful mystical experiences there that shifted quite a lot. And that has only deepened as I have now been working with the uh, the plant medicines. And that has resulted in my latest book, which is published by Turning Stone Press. It's called Love and Spirit Medicine. And that is uh, a very, it's a very vulnerable, personal telling. It goes into the demise of my marriage, but told very consciously and explores my own personal shadow, which we all need to explore, uh, and uh, and then goes into um, a relationship that ensues with a dear friend of mine that ends up sending me into a real dark night of the soul. And I am... Also exploring uh, uh, mushroom medicine on a monthly basis, very shamanically, very reverently, uh, using it as a portal to the spirit realms. And as a result of those immersions, everything has changed in my life. I mean, it affected my relationships with other people in a very positive, harmonious way. And most importantly, my relationship to myself capital S. So it's a very uh, honest book. It's very powerful, mystical, and I think it carries messages that we really um, need to hear at this time in our history. So, so does that does that cover it? Or that's wonderful. Think? Okay, you good. Yeah. 
Good, I'm good. Her thinking, oh, she did it much better than if I just read it. You know what I mean? Okay, good. <laughs> no, good. It, was, it was wonderful. Um, so, yeah, I want to definitely endorse this book personally, and I'm going to go into that a little bit. And she's <laughs> she barely – we just – talked for a minute beforehand and she's like i'm so glad you actually read it so many people don't meaning the interviewers right Right. and i adored it and then we had to stop talking so now i'm going to say all this honestly for the first time to shauna (laughs) it's not a paid endorsement um so i have my little sarcasm and wit that's just who i am um i very rarely read from cover to cover (laughs) this is just who I am. I call myself a dabbler, okay? Right now by my, you know, I've got past life stuff, um, you know, different authors sitting on my nightstand table. I've got, what's the other one? Oh, that um, Carlos Castanino. Yes, about dreaming, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I go back and forth and I put one up and I sit one down. This one was like a good movie, I had to continue it, and I never sat it down and just said, oh, I'll go back to it in a week or whenever, you know. It was really fun to read, um, and she mentioned in the intro that that you, you know, speak very honestly and from the heart about very deep and personal things, and that's what grabbed me, and you know, the idea of um, love and spirit medicine being the title, right? Mm-hmm. And it's true. I mean, you talk so much about love and heartbreak, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the drama ensuing thereof, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In our everyday lives, it happens to all of us. But then we add in this more um, spiritually evolved aspect that you had coming even up into, you know, ever doing a shamanic journey with mushrooms. Mm-hmm. You know, you you had a lot of shamanism and healing and energy already like under your belt. Yeah. You know? So so there was and then we add on the layer of these you know, these it feels wrong for me to call them trips, right? I can't journeys, quite journeys. Out. journeys. Think of them as journeys. That's what I want to call them. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to call them, mm-hmm. journeys, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, and now I have to do my, you know, honest and open aspect of this, which Shauna knows because when we first talked via email, um, yeah, I would not, I do, I, I, it's what I would call them, a journey, right? But the way that I think about journeying has nothing to do with using any kind of um Mind-altering substance. There you go, mind-altering <laughs> substance. Yep. I want to be, and I've, you know, I think I feel a lot different than uh, now than I did originally. But originally I kind of got tripped up. I was like, hmm, how do I feel about this? And I'm sharing with everyone because we want to talk about this aspect of things. But that I um, am a person who quit drinking, quit smoking pot, quit, you know, doing everything um, mind-altering substances, uh, I don't know how long now. It was year 2000. It's so nice and easy to remember, right? I wanted to, <laughs> for the new millennium, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know exactly why it happened then, but it happened then. 
And so when I got this, I was kind of like, huh, I don't know how I feel about this. And Shauna, you know, and I sort of discussed very briefly, um, and we want to go into it a little more deeply, um, that idea of how some people may have that reaction and how um, we need to almost be educated, so to speak, not to sound like like we're not mm-hmm. smart, but we need to understand more fully uh, exactly what this is and the difference between doing these drugs recreationally um, or even under that kind of pseudo, you know, like pseudo-spiritual, right? Because I'm sure there's people doing that too. And then the real reverence, um, ceremony, etc. So I'm going to be quiet for a minute because I'm sure there's things going through your mind about what, yeah, well, where we can go with this. Okay. First of all, I wish to speak to that and say, in my opinion, we are all adults and we have every right, no one, no one can tell us otherwise. We have every right to explore our consciousness in whatever way we choose to to explore it. I mean, that's really the bottom line. And in terms of these uh, uh, psychedelics, which psychedelic is uh, comes from the Greek word psyche, is the mind, and delios means to to unlock or to open. <laughs> so that's what psychedelic means to unlock the mind. And uh, these substances, we have no touchstone in this culture for these substances. Zero point zero. This is this is a very uh, patriarchal, very rational-minded, very left-brained society in which we have been raised, and yet in uh, in in traditional cultures around the world. Now, this is around the world. This includes in Ireland and in France. I mean, around the world. These substances, um, the psilocybin mushroom, the Amanita muscaria mushroom, um, and then, of course, we have ayahuasca in Central and South America and ibogaine in Africa. And so these psychedelic substances, plant substances and fungi, were used ritualistically and have been for thousands of years in every culture in every culture, and it is naive to think that that is not the case, because, of course, it is, and anthropologists um, have, you know, uncovered so much information about this. And by the same token, you introduce something like that to a very naive, very immature American culture, which uh, mushrooms first came into uh, the American awareness in uh, 1957, uh, they were uh, discussed in a Life magazine article that was written by an American businessman named R. Gordon Wasson, who uh, was fascinated by the uh, fungus, by the mushrooms, um, and he actually traveled to Mexico to search for shamans who were working with the mushrooms. He wanted to um, experience that, and he finally found a woman, um, Doña Maria Sabina is her, was her name, and he had the opportunity to sit in a traditional, what it was called, uh, velada, V-E-L-A-D-A. So that was a traditional um, Mexican Indian ceremony where you sit with a shaman, and then he was administered the psilocybin mushrooms, and he had this extraordinary experience, and, and it shifted him, and he wrote 
wrote about it in Life magazine, published an article, and so that thrust the uh, information about these mushrooms into the American awareness. And then you had all these hippies running off to Mexico and causing all sorts of problems. And, and you know, the um, Mexican um, people, indigenous people who worked with this medicine, did not want it out there because they knew that it would be profaned by Americans. Why? Because we don't have shamans in this culture, right? We don't have an understanding of how to use plant medicines. And so there is a tremendous amount, and this has been deliberate since then, since they were made illegal, of propaganda to keep people away from these medicines. Meanwhile, for the short duration that they were legal, uh, there was quite a lot of research being done because a number of uh of people uh in the psychiatric field and uh scientific area were working with these medicines because they realized hey wait a minute this is not uh you know that these substances produce mystical states you know well what would happen if we administered these substances to people in controlled uh situations and uh you know, what would be the end result. So there were numerous studies done uh, at that time, and then they all came to a screeching halt, every single one, when the medicine was made illegal. And we are now experiencing a renaissance of uh, these psychedelic substances where there are uh, numerous uh, people, MDs, um, PhDs, and scientists, who are very keen on getting these substances legalized again and using them. Why? Because in studies that have been done um, in the last probably 10 years or so, they've discovered that um, substances like the mushrooms, uh, LSD, MDMA, when used in controlled, you know, in and, and set in setting, by the way, is very important, like a very safe setting, right? Uh, they cure cluster headaches. They have been uh, curing um, uh, PTSD, which is post-traumatic traumatic stress syndrome, intractable P- PTSD, all right? So they've been curing that. Also, substances like ibogaine, which is a plant out of Africa, has cured people with heroin addiction, and uh, other people experiencing um, cure, you know, just absolute curing of alcohol, alcoholism, and cocaine addiction, and whatnot. So, uh, and then also, uh, these um, psilocybin was used in a study at Harborview UCLA in 2006 or 2008 with patients who were terminally ill, and uh, and so they were given a dose of this medicine and had these extraordinary mystical experiences and lost their fear of death entirely because of their experience. So, uh, you know, there there is this is a fascinating area of study. And for myself, I will say, I don't drink. You know, I occasionally have a glass of mead, which is fermented honey wine. I'm a beekeeper, and um, and that is the drink of gods and kings. <laughs> um, but you know, I'm not a drinker, really. Okay, um, I don't smoke pot. I have nothing against it. I just don't smoke. I mean, like I just don't. You know, I meditate daily, and uh, and I, you know, I walk the shamanic path. But plant medicine had always called to me because, of course, shamans work with plant medicines. They do in every shamanic culture, you know, and um, 
So I wanted to experience it, and I had experienced ayahuasca, and that was very profound, but it didn't really call to me after that, but the mushrooms did, and so now, of course, I know I know why. And uh, so my book chronicles over a year period these monthly immersions where my approach with this medicine was not recreational. It was not casual. I... Uh, I did them at night, in the dark, lying down, eyes closed. And I did a, you know, a, a pretty good dose, which took me into very, very uh, high states, and which for me produced these extraordinary mystical experiences. And I will say also that there is... You know, for people to say, well, that's cheating, or for people to say, well, that's not a real mystical experience, that's actually um that's not a correct statement and um they found they there was a study done in the 60s the marsh the marsh chapel study where they had theology students um take um a dose of psilocybin there was also a placebo so you know they didn't the students didn't know there were about 20 of them i think which one they were going to take and uh, it became very clear very quickly who had the psilocybin and so these students had extraordinary mystical experiences and then they filled out questionnaires later when the event had passed and and uh they wrote their mystical experiences and when they later reviewed this they saw that there was virtually no difference in the extraordinary mystical experiences that these students had and the mystical experiences found in traditional religious texts. And there is tremendous evidence also shown that, uh, you know, this kind of medicine was used, of course, by high priests and high priestesses within uh, a lot of um, these sort of earlier religious spiritual cults. Mm-hmm. So that's a very... I'm sorry to be so long-winded, but I do tend to go on about this. But um, And I've read over 40 books on the subject. I'm really a voracious researcher, and so this is something I take very seriously. Um, and, and it's not – I'm also not like a cheerleader, like, rah, rah, take mushrooms, you know what I mean? Um, these substances deserve uh, – they, they require great respect. You know, they're not something you want to be taken light that – is to be taken lightly. They're not something you want to do um, at a party or a nightclub or whatever. I mean, I know people have. I'm, it wouldn't even occur to me to do so. You know, For me, it's really a sacrament. It's mm-hmm. a spiritual sacrament. And, and, um, and I said earlier, I meditate daily. I do. And I go into a very deep state, and I do a really deep meditation called the Cities, which I was given by uh, one of my teachers. And, and that takes me into deep states. And and I have never been able to access the level of states that I've experienced on, on the medicine. The other thing, too, is when you do this medicine, what I understand, what I get in terms of why it's illegal, really, really why it's illegal, is when you do this medicine and you go that deep and you open your mind to that level and you open your awareness, when you come out, you are really able to see. I mean, you really can see. It's kind of like taking the red pill in the matrix. And you can see. And Terrence McKenna, who was a very well-known, uh, brilliant man and wrote a number of books on this subject, uh, he 
he says it's like you know you 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 come out of this and you kind of take a look around you at at all the constructs because what we live in is just an artificial construct and you realize this is bullshit you know this is bullshit and what they have found that this medicine does is well I'll read you the title of an amazing book by Dr. Thomas B Roberts PhD and his book just came out it's called The Psychedelic Future of the Mind how entheogens, this is what they're called, how entheogens are enhancing cognition, boosting intelligence, and raising values. So this is what they find that people experience and how they are shifted. You know, for myself, uh, through that medicine, I've, I mean, I've always really wanted to be in service, but even more so now, even more so, and I feel a very deep connection with the earth as a result. And I understand that the reason being is that I just worked with a plant teacher and these were the original teachers were the plants, of course. You know? People uh back in the day, they knew their plants. They had to, right? They knew the herbs. They knew what was medicinal. They knew what would produce these kinds of states. They knew what was poisonous. Mm-hmm. You know, and they knew how to work with all of them. And so, uh, and I'll, I'll just say also that word entheogen, uh, entheos means to become, it's to ge- means to generate God within. So these medicines are known as, as entheogens because they can produce these mystical states. Now, they don't produce mystical states for everyone. Everyone has a very different experience. They will amplify the psyche and the unconscious. And so I do say in my book, anything you're trying to run from, if you're one of those people who just really doesn't want to look at that and doesn't want to look at that either, then don't go near this medicine because it'll put it up in your face. you know. And it does that so you can heal it, right? Mm-hmm. But as we know, this is an, uh, an immature culture and it is an uninitiated culture. And so it's uninitiated. It has there's no touchstone, and so people can get themselves into a bit of a, a bit of a psychic mess. You know what I mean? If they if they do, if they don't do this with a level of respect and also a level of uh, self knowledge to begin with, which I think is essential. You know, I say in my book I had eight years of psycho spiritual work under my belt and a lot of shadow work, and uh, my book. I said it's a very personal telling, and it goes into personal, my own personal shadow. Like, I really bear it, don't I? I mean, I yeah, really... I, I enjoyed it so much, because yeah. that's what I want to hear. <laughs> that's what I want to hear from people. If, well, yeah, you know, If I sat down and had dinner with you, that's what I want to talk about. So, for you, basically, that's what it felt like. You were telling me everything, and I was like, oh, cool. So, I couldn't stop reading. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, I as a, a teacher and my the people I work with will will tell you, you know, I'm very transparent. Mm-hmm. I have no interest in working with you know, a Mr. or Miss perfect spiritual teacher. Um mm-hmm. I don't buy it. First of all, I don't mm-hmm. buy it one bit. Mm-hmm. And and the teachers I've worked with have been blessedly human um and very funny, you know, as a result, you know, like they're just like you see, ah, oh, they're so fallible and yet they have this powerful message. They're really in touch with this powerful piece, right? Which means, huh, maybe I can be too, you know, because right. we're all human. We're all doing the best that we can. And um, and it is very, I think, really infantile to um, 
think that a spiritual teacher has really sort of got it together entirely. No, no, no. I, I, I really want to hear people's process. You know, that's how I learn personally. And growing up Catholic with a bunch of holier-than-thou priests who were very remote, which was my personal experience of the Catholic Church, you know, it has been so refreshing, or it was so very refreshing when I first began this path, you know, to I found my way to some really impeccable teachers. And in impeccability, I mean uh, who carry a level of integrity, and um, they're not you know, and and no, like, ego distortion, no. Right. They're in service, and they've got a message, and um, and they're human. And that was just a breath of fresh air for me. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about this idea of um, reaching, I mean, I get it. I get it. That's why it's called mind-altering substances. But reaching mm-hmm. that higher level of um, mystical experience is the word you're using. I may use spiritual experience, and I'm just saying that for the listeners. Sure. Um, to me, they're, I don't know. Do you see those two things as totally different or interchangeable? Uh, uh, well, that's a good question. I think, you know, a mystical experience, that's, that is that... That experience when you really, really touch the sacred, you mm-hmm. know that it, that it's like that that the one you'll never forget, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm just this is my personal mm-hmm. deal with this. And spiritual experience, um, is spiritual uh, experience feels to me like you know you 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 go into you go into the sacred you are you are you are. Ex- Exploring the sacred, and you have a spiritual experience. Um, I mean, they're really. Hmm, I'm not. I'm not. I really am not an authority on this. I'm just giving you my opinion. No, but when I think of when I personally think of a mystical experience, it, it feels to me like the experience I talk about in my book, where a white owl came to me. I mean, right. that that to me was that was a profound mystical experience, and and uh, among all these extraordinary uh, journeys that I had, but that was. That was mm-hmm. that was quite something. That that felt like a once in a lifetime uh, yeah. kind of thing. Absolutely. I so um, whether <laughs> I'll try just to stick with mystical experience, but I may go back and forth. But that's Damn. okay because yes, there's you know it's it's personal for everyone. But this idea of um, your meditation that you do, very deep meditation. I think this is is something that's curious for me, so I'm guessing it probably is for others. And what happens then in comparison to what happens while doing um, the mushroom medicine journeys? And I'm sort of, I'm just going to sort of piggyback it around to that statement of you mentioned that some people will say, oh, it's not real or whatever. It's not legit because it's not it's induced by the mushroom right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. can we talk a little bit about the differences because that's sort of how i'm feeling i know well i have never done i'm curious like like you know I, i'm curious i don't know if i'll ever do it meaning with like somebody like yeah. you i know i wouldn't do it with myself because i've done it before but in that naive um early 20s 
hippie sort of way. <laughs> right. And oh, and Tracy, let me just say for the record, by and the it way, was not, it was not fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, no. Listen, sweetie, I, I did. I, I got slipped acid senior prom. Okay. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Not not good. Not Mm-mm. good, right? Mm-mm. Okay, so no, I know what you're saying, but I do want to speak real quickly when you said, "Oh, you know, do you know maybe maybe do it with you, whatever." No, no, no. There's one thing, by the way, <laughs> these substances are illegal. I do not, um, you know, I I, uh, I teach shamanism, oh, and uh, but let's make that distinction right now. I do not sit with people to do this medicine. I do not administer this med. I mean, you know, I no, 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 no. No, okay. no. I mean, I can't. I wish. Uh-huh. I wish I could. Uh-huh. I wish I could. But uh-huh. um, you know, we we can't. I mean, even look. This is this is why so many of these therapists want this illegal because they wish to administer this. They want to work with their their clients with this. I'm going to be attending um, this weekend uh, a large conference called MAPS, which is the uh, Multidisciplinary Association of Psychedelic Studies, and it's a three day conference in um, Oakland, California, with 100 researchers from 13 different countries who are coming to share their research. So it's very clinical, scientific, and fascinating, you know. So I can't wait to go and hear the latest research. Uh, but, but, you know, and there's over 1,200 participants coming. So it's a big conference. It's really amazing, the, the interest in this. Um, but in any case, I'm digressing, so back Yeah, to but question. I have to ask something before you move yes. on. Yes, that please. idea of it being illegal and mm-hmm. that you were so tr- transparent, and you're being mm-hmm. transparent right now, mm-hmm. I mean, as am I, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I guess, is there was there any concern about that when you were writing the book, like about legal issues? I mean, you come right out um, and You know, no, I, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, um, I think my, I felt the message behind this needed to come forward mm-hmm. and um, and that that was more important and um, because it's a very profound spiritual message um, and, and that is that, uh, you know, we, <laughs> we didn't come here to uh, just be sort of good citizens who pay our bills and, um, you know, live our careers and do whatever the sort of, you know, fit into the societal constructs. We are so much more than we realize. We are so much more than we've been told, you know. And this, these substances are opening people to that realization. You know, I mean, we have CEOs of certain companies who are traveling down to South America to do ayahuasca with shamans. You know, mm-hmm. this uh, these plant medicines are really calling people. And what I, I know this is the case. My sense is because Earth is being raped left, right, and center by these multinational corporations who are just uh, just devastating her. My sense is these are this is the Earth. You know, through her plants, calling, calling to her children, her sons and daughters, calling hoping, assisting us to really wake up to what is real, right? Mm-hmm. Because this society we live in, it, when you, really, let's think about this for a moment, it's not real. 
Now, it's real in terms of I'm sitting in my office and I have a, you know, a desk and a file cabinet and you and I are having a conversation. But I mean, the whole idea, let's say even a corporation, what is that? It's just an agreement. It's not a real thing, mm-hmm. right? It only exists because we've all agreed that it does. In the mm-hmm. same way that, you know, I live in the state of Washington, well, according to who? You know what I mean? Like to the earth? There's no boundaries. Right. There's no states. There's no cities. It's just a few men got together and said, all right, this is this, this is this, this is going to be this. Oh, and let's make this bank. We'll create this money. Money is just a talisman. That's what it is. And it's a, a dark, magical talisman. Right? And and language is used to cast spells. Right? And uh, anyway, I mean, there's so much oh, I could get into around that. But I'm just saying that this is artificial. Mm-hmm. And so we're born into this construct, and so, and all these institutions were in place when we were born, and so we don't even think to question their authority or question how they got there in the first place or who put them there. Do you see? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I so see. you do, you know, work with this kind of medicine. You are opened to such an awareness, and and so you say, who am I anyway? Who? What is this? What is no, this? I I have enough. I have just from meditating and doing what I do. <laughs> I have enough. Um, I would almost say trouble living in this construct that we're in. That I don't know if I'm. It's very, willing very or capable difficult. of going to that next level. Which, from what you are describing, it's not just about the journeys, but it's about even afterwards that you are different. Yes. You yes. uh-huh. are different. And, and you are different, and, yes, mm-hmm. in yeah. a deepened way, in a deepened, Which is wisened way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, but it this can be culture, challenging. It can be yes, challenging. Yes, it can be very challenging. Yeah, but world. this culture is very challenging. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yet these substances, the substances that expand consciousness and, and that heal the soul, well, they're illegal. But guess what is illegal? Guess what you are allowed to have by these, these you know, self-proposed uh, or, or, you know, these, these authorities? Well, you can have alcohol. That's mm-hmm. devastating. You'll ruin your life with that. Um, mm-hmm. You can smoke cigarettes to your heart's content. You can, you know, zone out on the TV. That you will, we're amused to death. Now, I've, I play with words, amuse. Muse is to think. A means not. So A muse is to not think. Mm-hmm. So we're amused to death with all this nonsense entertainment. And then the the street drugs, which supposedly are illegal, right? Mm-hmm. But yet, you yeah. know, I guarantee I could walk, I could drive down right. to Seattle and get myself some heroin or crack cocaine, no right. problem, right? Those right. those will destroy you. So anyway, you got me going, but it's like here we are in Big Brother land where, you know, our phones are monitored, there's cameras everywhere. Don't tell me that they can't control the inflow of those horrendous street drugs. And by the way, if you try to get mushrooms from the local drug dealer, he'll look at you like you have two heads. He's not going to have mushrooms. He's not going to have peyote. He's not going to have, you know, you know what I mean? He's going to have all the stuff that will destroy you. Mm -hmm. And so, so much needs to change in our culture. So that's why I put this book forward and am bravely stepping out and saying, Mm -hmm. you know what, this is not okay. This is... You know, this is an area that we need to be exploring and exploring with reverence, with respect for ourselves and the medicine and our world, 
you know, and and also community is very important to me, and I'm endeavoring to build greater community around this as well. We need our communities, and that has also been destroyed, and we're kept very busy in this culture, aren't we? So even if you want to meditate, I mean, you got to find time. Yeah. <laughs> really, right? I mean, you really got to make time. It's not easy, you know? So I know we went we went down a side road, which is, you know, fascinating. And I know, you know, I mean, we could talk for hours on just that topic. Yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to come back to this idea of the difference between, um, you know, a really awesome meditation, or even mm-hmm. for me, I've had mm-hmm. some pretty amazing journeys. Mm-hmm. and have met some pretty amazing creatures, whether they be mm-hmm. animals or mm-hmm. other women beings, um, things that people already look at me sideways about, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I know that it's 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 different, and I'm wondering if, if there's a way to explain it. To explain it, um, the difference. Okay, well, yes. um, like from like what I'm, you know, a regular, which you probably had already experienced prior to the mushrooms, right? Okay, well, a I, spiritual I or this. mystical experience. Okay, I, I will say this. First of all, when you work with any kind of a plant medicine, unlike, you know, if you choose to meditate, you know, in your in your own space or by the ocean or whatever, you know, you choose. The time and you meditate and you go deep and then when you're finished, you're finished, right? When you take a plant medicine, mm -mm, you are, you have given yourself over to that plant teacher. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you might say after an hour, which I did when I first experienced ayahuasca, I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to do this. Right. (laughs) Because I had a harrowing first experience with ayahuasca. It was a humongous healing, but it was intense. Mm -hmm. And no, no, no. You are working with that plant. You have given yourself over, and you won't be out of that for, you know, three to five hours or more. So that's one piece that, you know, to have in right. mind as well. So mm-hmm. that – and that's why this stuff was, was you know, needs to be done very ritually or in set and setting because you're not going anywhere for a while, right. you know. And uh, so there there is that. And um, – and then it's just amplified. It's just absolutely amplified. And also what you'll experience is uh, visions or, you know, what is called hallucinations. You'll, um, you know, you'll, you'll have tremendous visions and, and they will be what they will be. And, and they're usually like sh- just shimmering, dazzling, unbelievable uh, visions. I mean, it's just an extraordinary spectacle of, of light and color and and beauty, you know, just incredible beauty. And so I've never had that meditating. Does it come, does it, uh, let's see, how do I want to say this? But since you have experienced it mm-hmm. um, on your your plant medicine journeys, does it come into your life? Like, have you noticed, oh, now I am seeing things? Like, literally. No, no. You mean the, you mean the, the vision? Well, I bet. Yeah, but you know how some people can, I mean, they can see energy, they can, whatever. Oh, yes, right? yes, yes, I see, but I see. Okay, has actually, that been heightened for you? 
That is a very interesting, okay, thank you for bringing that up. Um, Dr. Roberts talks about mind states, right? In fact, so we have our conscious, you know, our waking state right now, that's one mind state, right? When we sleep, that's a mind state. When we dream, that's a mind state, right? And he talks about how these mind states work synergistically together and the importance of exploring altered states of consciousness, which you would experience with meditation. You can experience it with martial arts. You can experience it doing yoga. You know what I mean? There are all sorts of, there's holotropic breathing that Stanislav mm-hmm. Grof mm-hmm. uh, developed, um, who was a psychedelic researcher uh, for a number of years, and his contribution's been just extraordinary. In any case, there are all these that, different... It's pretty wild. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, up. yes, exactly. I mean, you can, you can be taken to... Uh, uh, a, a state similar to the plant medicine through holotropic breathing, but in any case, what these what happens is you are working your neural networks, mm-hmm. and you're shifting your neural networks, and you are expanding your neural networks. So I will say, um, one of the things that I have noticed in myself is um, my intuition is so heightened, and I can feel. I can really feel people when I'm in the presence of people. And when I do work privately with people, I'll pick up, you know, I'll pick up a, a lot of information on them, but um, never more so than than this past probably really six months, you know. And so that has been heightened greatly for me. And also uh, when I go into these states, for me personally, um, I have, I mean, I have conversations with these spirits. Mm-hmm. And so I, that channel, shall we say, mm-hmm. has been cleared as a result of these journeys, which is another thing that, that happens to many people. So that I receive information, I, I receive information, you know. Quite easily. Quite easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a lot of information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's been pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. That that sounds good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because I'm like, you know, I've been on this journey and and quote unquote, the right word is working, right? Of course. I'm I'm not working Mm -hmm. at it. But but I'm a, a seeker and yeah, I am always going to that attempting to go to that next level of my intuitive, psychic, energetic abilities. And so the idea of, uh, like, I sort of got this vision of it sort of blowing that channel open, like, yeah, you know? and and then it's, just, it's available to you, you know, anytime, not just, Right, right, and it it is journey. a direct connection. It is a uh-huh. direct connection to spirit. And uh, Comanche Chief Parker, a long time ago, once said, "The white man goes to church and talks about Jesus. Mm-hmm. The Indian goes into his teepee and talks to Jesus." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, just meaning that. And and this is what traditional people had, you know, they worked with this medicine and they were just very connected anyway, you know. But but this was their portal their bridge and then the church came around and um and uh removed that entirely and said no 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 we'll be the intermediary you can't do that that's sinful that's the devil on and on and on uh 
you know, the Aztecs called, they worked with the mushrooms, they called them God's flesh. They called them that which will carry you to God. So this is the thing, too, that really, I think, really um, hmm, blows people away, you know, who will do this medicine and they have these really deep, whatever you want, however you want to call them, spiritual or mystical experiences where where a voice, you know, uh, um, what would you call it, like the logos speaks to them. Mm-hmm. And that was my first experience, you know, where Mother Earth spoke to me. I was not expecting that at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Yeah. I have to tell you this, that yeah. I have a friend right now who um, she, well, she and you would probably get along quite well in regards to all of the, you know, food is, you know, food is medicine type stuff, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the way she takes care of her body, et cetera. But she's going through a health crisis right now. And and she's not she's pretty anti um, everyday doctor medicine. Okay. Right. So she's doing a lot of different things, and she came to me um, to for us to kind of connect energetically and intuitively. Mm-hmm. So I was guided to not just like quote unquote do distance work for her, but for us to work together because she's quite um, powerful in and of herself as we all are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. She has one of those sphere things. I wish I knew. She built it. They're like orbs, and you sit in them and, like, meditate. You know, I wish I could think of the exact name of them. They're like a scientific name. But anyway, Is it like okay. a sacred geometry kind of structure? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. So she has one of those in her yard. She, The day we went to talk, she went and laid out there, and she laid down in it. And um, she went – she's very earthy. Anyway, she started to describe – feeling and I'm just remembering that you described mm-hmm. similar feelings in your book <laughs> mm-hmm. of being like in the earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just I'm sharing that because it's kind of it's putting a big smile on my face because I knew I was like, "Huh, where have I like experienced this before?" And mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if it was my own like something happened to me like while in meditation or on a journey, mm-hmm. but it's actually it was in your written in your book that that feeling like enveloped into the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. so I, I just thought that was really cool and, and that that's her was the experience she had, you know, right right then. Well, I'm and fascinated. Was, it, it felt so you good would, to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, and oh, I go on. Sorry. I was just like, well, I really felt like that was, you know, it was like Mother Earth healing her. Mhm. Mhm. So go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Well, no, no, that that makes me uh uh, think about first of all when I've done these journeys. So these spirits talk to me. Well, they also they've been coming through me on the medicine. And and so one thing that I talk about at the end of the book is what I came into connection with was a very very ancient technology where you go into the medicine and become a medicine oracle. So think like the Piscea at the Temple of Delphi. Mm-hmm. Um, so the spirits will speak through me. But in any case. Uh, they and I do channeling every so often, or I call it mediumship. Right. Very rarely, you know, for small groups, this is you know kept it on the low. But in any case, they had said about our bodies. They said there is an owner's manual. <laughs> Joking around with these bodies, our human bodies, you know, our Earth suits. We've not been given it. 
right? But but there is an owner's manual. So in other words, uh, there is, again, a technology to this body. There is a way to use this body. And... And, and this mind, right, tap into, we only use, what is it, 10% of our brain? Oh, we have so much we can tap into. And then engage with the technology of the earth. And I know there's a reason also why we are we are just being so divorced from nature, because you connect. Here's the deal, too. You look at a tree and you just think intellectually, oh, yes, of course, that's a tree, that's a maple tree, that's a fir tree. No, that's a frequency, Mm-hmm. It's a frequency. Everything is a frequency. We are individual frequency signatures, and everything around us is a frequency. And so there is a way to to engage with these frequencies and to draw healing, to communicate, you know. And that is just take yourself into the woods, take yourself out into nature. And, you know, shamans would sit outside for hours, hours, sometimes days, right, mm. and just be in nature. And they would study their surroundings, you know, and study the animals, and they would learn. So, and and when, um, you know, different uh, um, botanists and anthropologists would, would, would uh, come to these uh, indigenous cultures living wherever in jungles and whatever, and they would have such knowledge of the plants, and they would say, how did you know that that plant you know, cured that and that plant did that. And they said they would say the plants told us. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Right. So that's a technology those people are engaging in that they're connected to that we've lost. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean we can't find it again. Yeah. But, and we uh, all, uh, you know. Most people, I say we all know it, but <laughs> I say that in like a circle sort of. <laughs> the people that are, are interested and have listened to this show, they know. Yeah, what it feels like to be in nature, and what it versus what it feels like to be in a cubicle in an office. Right, and I would say when you do go out in nature, go deeper than you ever have before, and just intend to just go deep, 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 deep in nature. Yeah, and it—it's healing. So I want to say I want to let everybody know. We have about five, six more minutes, but I want to be sure that, because I, it's like we just got so involved in our conversation. <laughs> um, we need a few that, hours, Tracy. <laughs> we do, we do, and we can do this again. Um, so, please, I want to say about the book um, that it seemed to me that it was like, it, the whole thing is not just about her journeys. It is also really about life love, relationships, et cetera, family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so please go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble, whichever traditional outlet you like, and look up the book Love and Spirit Medicine. And Shauna's name is spelled S-H-O-N-A-G-H. And then home. <laughs> How convenient. You are home. <laughs> And um, I just, yeah, I mean, if you've enjoyed listening to this this show, you're going to love this book. So go check it out. And there's just a lot to learn, and it's about knowing yourself, you know? I mean, I know you're passionate about the plant medicine, but even if someone is like, "Eh, I'm not really that passionate about this 
plant medicine. I'll probably never do a mushroom. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter because the book covers so much about self-exploration. Yeah, and, you know, I didn't even write it for people who like to do mushrooms. I wrote it for people on a personal quest to find Mm -hmm. themselves, you know, to deepen into who they are. And and I did say in the book that with so many books out there on how to find your soulmate, it occurred to me that this book is really about how to find your own soul. Yeah. So. Um, And, I mean, that's such a great place to end, but... At the same time, we have a few more minutes. So if you don't mind me asking, um, and it's fine if you say, you know what, Tracy, yeah, I I don't really want to go there. But I know you have daughters, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if, are are they, I'm just guessing, I don't know, they're like middle school age, high school age? They're 12 and 15. Yeah, yeah, so I'm right in that Mm -hmm. zone. Um, Like, how are they about all this? Uh, well, I'm very upfront with my girls, and this mm-hmm. has been great because it provides another uh, way of educating them in terms of, you know, here's the difference, girls. Like just what you and I were talking about earlier, these are the street drugs, you know, these are the, the legal drugs, you know, right, including right. pharmaceuticals. I didn't include pharmaceuticals. Plenty of people are destroying doing themselves with, with just their pharmaceutical drugs. You know, and then here are these plant medicines now, you know. You know, I don't, would never, ever, mm-hmm. I have never done the medicine with my girls at home. I mean, I say in the book, they're with their dad. You know, I mean, it's it's sacred. Right. It's ritual, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and they're, they're you know, but they're But it's hard. Right. I mean, sometimes right. my kids look at me sideways. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, gosh, Mom, here she goes again, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you I mean, go through that same thing sometimes? <laughs> a little bit. We have a really good relationship, but I'm also very sort of open about, my work, and so, you know, if we're going somewhere, I don't know, public or school related, my older daughter will be like, and mom, don't say anything about shamanism. <laughs> right. Okay. And I just okay. say, look, I, you'd be surprised, sweetie, I can really handle myself pretty well in social situations. <laughs> um, but, sweet. you know, in terms of this, you know, I laugh, actually, because my friends are like, hey, look, when your girls get a little older, their friends are going to be like, you know, hey, can we hit your mom up for some shit? <laughs> Which, you know, they will not because I don't have it. You know, I pick these right. things. You know, I pick right. them and then they're done. But um, in any case, I hope when they get old enough, you know, I don't know, 20, 21, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. when they're ready, if mm-hmm. they wish to experience this, I would right. be able to point them in a direction um, so that they can have an experience that is safe, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. safe and and profound and and all of that so so that is that's what is needed you know these are not um substances that you know are are they're not addictive first of all you got to brace yourself really before you know i mean it's not something you want to be doing on a regular basis um but you know this is a really mind expanding profound powerful medicine and at the same time it demands our respect in a big way. You really need to uh to know what you're doing. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. I just um was was curious almost mom to mom. And yeah. Most people most people that uh listen to our shows, all the women that are involved here at Mind Body Spirit You, we're moms and we talk a lot about different aspects of whether it be natural health or 
you know, even, you know, food, nutrition mm-hmm. stuff with mm-hmm. families. So right. I, I was curious as a mother of similar ages. My daughter's almost 18 years old, mm-hmm. and my son is 15. So I want to remind everybody um, to visit Shauna online and also go look for her book at Amazon or Barnes & Noble, and it's called Love and Spirit Medicine. Thank you so much, Shauna, for being with me tonight. It's been really fun, and I've learned something, and that's why that's why I do my shows. I want to learn. So oh, I appreciate you and me it. both. Thank yeah. you, Tracy, so much. It was such a pleasure, as always. Yeah, it was nice. I will see you on Facebook. Okay, sweetie. <laughs> Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.